change the coverage of the doctor you have. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Find out what is in it. This is America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290 mobile app. America's Healthcare Challenge is produced and sponsored by E.D. Bellis. Now, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome to America's Healthcare Challenge. Not a shortage of things to talk about today. We had a historical election on Tuesday. I'm sure many of you are wanting to know what that is going to mean for you and your health care. And so we're going to spend some time breaking that down. What does this mean politically? Because we know that the Affordable Care Act is a hotly divided uh, issue and it's going to come up in the new Congress and new presidential administration. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to us here on America's Healthcare Challenge, a show that is the first and most listened to radio program all about the changes in healthcare and insurance, aka those that came from the Affordable Care Act, also known as Obamacare. You might have heard that word. You might have had some personal experiences with it. And so we'll protect some time to take your thoughts if you'd like to react to what transpired on Tuesday and give your predictions. That's the key. You're going to have to give your prediction as well. And that's one of the, the themes of this show. We try and give our predictions on what's happening because we're monitoring these issues on a daily basis, on a daily basis. And I actually went back and listened to our show from about three to four weeks ago, three to four weeks before the election where we predicted certain battleground states. And I might say, must say, we uh, were pretty accurate in our assessments. And another thing that were pretty accurate on is identifying the top stories of the week that you need to be aware of and the issues that you should be concerned about. Obviously, the top story this week was the election. I think people are still trying to uh, to, to settle down afterwards. Um, not going to really spend much time commenting on the things that are happening across the country other than the fact that these folks um, need to get over it because we've had uh, we, we they had their chance and I'm curious if the Wodens that are out there protesting right now are even uh, took the time to uh, become a registered voter but we will um, wait and see how those things transpire over the next couple of weeks hopefully these folks simmer down a little bit so we can get down to the brass tacks of how do we fix this troubled American health care system which by the way I, I think both sides agree that the system is broken the question is what is our approach to fixing them and we've got um, some analysis for you here on the show we've got Alan Hager will be joining us here a little bit with his thoughts on the election saw him on on Tuesday night he was a madman running around uh, the uh, the uh, hotel monitoring all of the uh, the uh, televisions with with the returns coming in so I'm excited to hear what he has to say and we're also going to be joined by a great friend of mine and colleague Blake Martin president of Frannet here in Omaha and he's going to be uh, we're going to spend a segment talking about some of the resources that he can share with you uh, for um, keeping up with these changes for your business but let's take a look at at the the headlines this week. Number one dominating uh, the headlines is a repeal versus repeal and replace versus keeping the Affordable Care Act. And both sides uh, were on record talking about these things. And uh, obviously, President Trump has said numerous times that he plans to repeal uh, Obamacare or the Affordable Care Act. It was kind of interesting uh, him meeting the president on Wednesday uh, with his record of saying that. But it appeared to be that both men were cordial. And uh, the thing that actually came out the next day that caught my attention was the fact that Democrats in, in the United States Congress plan to fight a repeal of Obamacare to the death. And they actually have quite a good record at doing that. There's been many, many chant, uh, attempts to repeal the Affordable Care Act through Congress. Um, all of those probably would have never gone anywhere anyways because President Obama could have vetoed that. Things have now changed with the new administration and the first time since 1928 that Republicans have controlled uh, both Congress and the presidency. So we'll see what happens. And I think um, I think personally all it's going to take is a terrorist attack before uh, attention gets shifted away from the ACA. But uh, we shall see. What we know right now 
is that the industry has gone through some transformational change. There's been a lot of new programs coming out amongst healthcare. Individuals have the opportunity to get access to health insurance, but we're seeing that there's less choice out there right now for insurance, particularly through the exchanges, which is what the ACA set up. And the reason why is because a lot of older and sicker individuals were the ones that signed up for these exchanges and the younger, healthier folks have not done so. And the reason why they have not done so is because of pretty simple reason. Actually, it's cost. Cost is actually the number one determinant when choosing a health insurance policy. And and I'm going to spend some time talking to you about why that might not necessarily be the best approach, because there is that favorite saying of some of us, meaning you get what you pay for. And there's going to be some things that you need to, to pay attention to for sure as you're making these difficult decisions. Last week, and you can check out this show on our SoundCloud page, which is uh, soundcloud.com slash edbellis, which has over 600 segments of the show. We had Stuart Sloan on, and we were talking about the different insurance options. HMO, which is a health maintenance organization, EPO, exclusive provider organization, PPO, preferred provider organization, ASO is another one. All of those are, um, are are different options that these insurance companies offer, and this is for the, the group marketplace. But then there's also options available for individuals, and it's important to pay attention to things like your network, pay attention to things that might not be covered under your policy, and pay attention to whether or not the, the providers that you prefer are, are within this network. And it's going to continue to be uh, pretty volatile, I believe, for the next several years. Regardless of what happens in Congress with the repealing the Affordable Care Act, I don't know that they're going to get as far as uh, they would think that they could. But there are some provisions in there that both sides do agree on. And I'm going to give you a few examples right now. First of all, I'm going to give you some examples of both side, of, of issues that both sides agree on that are in the Affordable Care Act that I believe would probably stay in some sort of um, – GOP alternative, we'll call it. And that is uh, many of the insurance market reforms. There was bod bipartisan support for a lot of these insurance market reforms that a lot of folks are, are really hanging on to and afraid would go away should there be a repeal of the Affordable Care Act. I'll give you a couple examples. Number one, the pre-existing conditions, uh, not uh, doing that, the lifetime limits, guarantee issue. These types of things were supported by both sides, and it was it was interesting as the law was going through the process nearly 10 years ago now, they had a lot of uh, times where both folks were in the room going over these things, and, and again, I was there, and I saw with my own eyes that everybody was essentially in favor of these insurance market reforms. Where they differ was the approach, and in particular, the public option. The public option, which was in the House version of the health reform legislation, uh, was dead on arrival when it got to the U.S. Senate. And that's really where things began to go a partisan. The only bipartisan vote on the Affordable Care Act was a no vote. There are more uh, Democrats voted no. Uh, a lot of them actually voted no in the House. If you recall, the blue dog Democrat faction, I will, if you will. Uh, the Blue Dogs are there. I don't know if there's any of them even around anymore. Uh, they either lost or got primaried out by somebody else, and they were opposed to the to the public option. But they just and it wasn't able to get through the United States Senate. So that's why we have what we have now. On the flip side, if we were going to get rid of this thing, and I'm not advocating for or against it, I think it needs to be fixed. I don't think that it was a the answer. Uh, for for all of end times because health reform is an ongoing process. We've been passing health reform-related legislation in the United States since the days of uh, Theodore Roosevelt. Almost every president has taken a chance to reform the health care system, and we've got a new president now looking to take uh, th make their mark on, on these changes. So the question I think that we all need to consider as we look at whether or not they're going to get rid of this law or they're going to keep it, the question is, uh, do we want to try and keep the Affordable Care Act as it is, which has some clear flaws, 
and try and fix it, or do we want to throw the baby out with the bathwater, if you will, and try and come up with our own new approach? And um, I think that's something I'd like you to ponder for, for a few minutes. If you want to share your thoughts with me, that's great. 402-342-1290 is the number, and we will uh, be happy to, to get you involved uh, to, to listen to what you have to say. But I just think that getting rid of the ACA is going to be much more difficult than many of us actually realize. And again, like I said, the Democrats have vowed to fight ACA repeal to the death. From a political standpoint, repealing a law like this is going to be incredibly difficult. And the reason why is how do you go out there and, and defend the uh, the argument that you're trying to take away health insurance from 22 million Americans? Because that's the charge that the folks in, char- in favor of repealing the ACA are going to have to overcome. I think there are ways to answer that question. Number one, the cost. There has to be a better way of doing these things. But then there's other other ways uh, that we could we could look at doing some of these things, and it's pretty simple in that we should maybe look to the states more to get some of these things done, and try and model these these uh, plans at the state level as opposed to a one size fits all program. So those are my thoughts. I think we should uh, we shouldn't overreact right now. Let's take a little bit, let things play out. Let the new administration get into place. Assume that it's business as usual. Sign up for your plan if you need to. Assume that you're going to pay a penalty if you do not. If you're a business, I would recommend complying this first year, at least until we know where we at are at from next year. So we are going to take a timeout in a couple minutes. But first, let's get Dan on the phone. Dan uh, wants to share his opinion on what we should do with the Affordable Care Act. Dan, hope your day's going well. Welcome to oh, America's yeah. Healthcare Challenge. How's it going? Going great. How's your day going? Not too bad. Hanging in there. I, I just, I'm of the opinion that he campaigned on repeal and replace. I'm 100% for getting rid of it completely and total. Uh, I don't know. We had the system in place when people had pre-existing conditions before. What was that system? Can you remind me? Or well, I, I know that a lot of states had had programs. Do you remember the Chips program here in Nebraska? Yeah, and yeah, actually, that worked better because I was on it because I have a pre-existing condition and I uh, had the same type of coverage, and it was actually less expensive than than the ACA exactly. plan I'm on. I've gotten older though, so that you know you can't. That would affect the price a little bit but still there's a noticeable difference dan i i think we need to get rid of it completely that's what he campaigned on that's what we voted him in office to do one of the many things but uh do you think it'll be do you think this will be his top i mean i know immigration's a big issue trade and the economy's a big issue this obviously is up there i'm afraid that there's going to be a terrorist attack or something and everybody's going to shift focus away from this and focus on that do you think that's possible no, that's probably their plan. That's uh, the Lelinsky plan is do civil unrest, and that's what they're doing with these protesters. It's orchestrated. You know, it's, uh, they're paid. It's. I think it's It's sad because we've got a great country. Yeah. I just hope we can hold it together. Yeah, I agree. Thank, hey, Dan, thanks so much for your call here on America's Healthcare Challenge. We appreciate it. Thank you for listening. 402-342-1290. Here's your number if you want to sound off. At the bottom of the hour, we're going to open up the phones again. But first, we want to take a time out before we welcome in our special guest of the week. Blake Martin, president of FranNet, will be joining us talking about some strategies for businesses uh, as they, and in particular franchises, as they go through um, all of these these difficult things with compliance and, and in particular healthcare costs. So when we come back, Blake Martin will be joining us here on the show. Coming up after him, Alan the Animal Hager is going to be uh, joining uh, us as well with his his analysis of, of the election. So this is definitely a show you don't want to miss. Sorting through all of the pieces after a historical uh, 2016 election. By the way, healthreformexplained.com this week will have my analysis uh, which is probably a little more comprehensive of what I'm trying to tell you here about what I think is going to happen with regards to uh, the new election and your health care. So you don't want to uh, miss the opportunity to uh, inform yourself on that. Back right after this on America's Healthcare Challenge. We are the 
Research shows moving is one of the most stressful events in a person's life. But thanks to two men in a truck, it doesn't have to be. They have everything you need to move. A courteous professional staff who will customize your move, which includes a no-obligation estimate, a schedule to fit your convenience, and all the necessary packing supplies. And two men in a truck will help you watch your budget, too. Don't stress. Let two men in a truck handle your home or business move. Go to twomeninatruck.com. Two men in a truck selected Best of Omaha for nine years straight with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Take control of your company's health care costs with self-funded plan administrators. If you're feeling the pain of Obamacare, we have innovative solutions for your organization. Click self-funded.com to learn more and sign up for our exclusive white paper to take control of your company's health care costs. You worked hard, scraped and saved for years, and thought you had everything figured out for retirement. Now you're looking at higher premiums, health care costs, and uncertainty with your doctor. Let E.D. Bellis help you solve this problem and find the right program for you. Go to edbellisinc.com and request a free consultation. At E.D. Bellis, we know health care. Looking for the most exclusive club downtown? The perfect place for your next dining experience, event, or work outing is the Omaha Press Club. With an amazing view of Omaha and featuring a certified executive chef and event coordinator, what are you waiting for? Click OmahaPressClub.com to learn more. Are you feeling overwhelmed, depressed, or angry? Is your child or teenager acting out? Healing Tree Counseling wants to help. Located at 10th and Dodge, Healing Tree offers individual, family, and couples therapy. Bill and Laura are exceptional at working with children and adolescents. Ask around. They have a great reputation. Healing Tree accepts most insurance companies. They offer flexible payment plans and are confidential. Their personalized service and unique office sets them apart from larger agencies. Visit HealingTreeOmaha.com for more information. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290 mobile app. Once again, here's Sean McGuire. Hey, welcome back to the show. Hope all is going well with you. Doing pretty good here today on a... Uh, Another beautiful day talking about all the changes in healthcare and our government and insurance and all these things and how they affect uh, individuals and businesses. And we want to take some time to talk about how this might affect some businesses and some resources that they might have available. And we've got Blake Martin here on the show. Blake is the president of FranNet, and I'll let him tell him tell you a little bit more about his background. But um, really looking forward to our conversation today. He's got a lot of experience in the healthcare industry as well especially as it relates to home health care, which is an, emerges, an emerging area, I think something that's incredibly important to solving the uh, cost problem. So, Blake, thanks so much for coming here on the show. How are you doing today? Very well. Thanks for having me today, Yeah. Sean. What's going on today? Tell us a little bit about your background, and we can uh, dive into some of these strategies for folks. Well, as you said, I've uh, had a lot of experience, about two decades of experience in the franchising industry, and that experience did start in the home health care field and continued on. Essentially what I do, the business that I run, FranNet of the Heartland, is a business that helps aspiring entrepreneurs or existing entrepreneurs who are looking to start a new business uh, but want some assistance and guidance on what kind of business is the right match for them. Right. And, and we're starting to see more folks get into that arena. Um, some people saying, we might be in a freelance economy in many ways in the in the future. A lot of people looking to go out on their own and start these entrepreneurial things. And I know that healthcare and insurance is something that's probably the last thing on their mind as they get these things started, isn't it? You know, you make a really good point there. And more and more in recent months and over the past year, what I have seen is a lot of people who are paying very close attention to that now. They're paying close attention to the things that you talk about here. And that is the cost and the challenges of compliance with things like the ACA. And, and that's where franchisors can come into play to help small business owners who are part of their franchise network understand and work through compliance with the challenges, both financial and human resource-wise. Right. And that, so like, can you talk to a, us a little bit about how that might work behind the scenes for somebody looking to get out there? Absolutely. So most folks... Um, the franchise industry, the franchise industry, uh, as defined by Ray Kroc, has a lot to do with um, his old saying, and that saying is that McDonald's didn't get to where they got by showing people how to make good hamburgers. They got to where they were and where they are 
by helping people run good businesses that happen to make hamburgers. And that gets to the essence of what we're talking about here. Franchise organizations help the small business owners that are part of their system by providing business intelligence, by providing assistance and guidance in getting through those obstacles and challenges that we all face in running small businesses. And that can lead to things like what we're talking about here with the ACA. How do you know if you're compliant with the ACA? How do you know what you should do to change the unit economics of your business in order to become compliant? And if you have a franchisor who is out there helping you out as a small business owner and has your best interests in mind, they can bring resources to bear that may very well help you become more compliant and provide uh, an avenue for continued profitability in an environment that's going to be challenging and perhaps even more challenging than independent small business owners. Well, it's like I got I think when people think of franchises, they probably just think of restaurants is probably the first thing. What did you say? Everybody wants to be a Chick-fil-A yeah. franchisor right now? That's right. That's right. And I, I like to tell folks, look, you know, in the franchising field, it's a whole lot more than do you want fries with that anymore. There's lots of very profitable, very successful restaurant and retail franchise operations, but uh, there's dozens and dozens, 80 different categories of franchise business concepts that folks can invest in. Yeah, but I mean, it, you know, we're seeing a lot less independent businesses, don't you agree? Do you think people are moving more towards a, a franchise model because of all these changes or just because it? They're more aware of it, or it's easier, or you know, what do you think is that? I, I do think there's definitely an awareness factor, folks starting to understand, uh, as we were talking about there, that franchises are more than just one or two industries. But what I would say is, like everything, franchising isn't for everybody. The folks who are looking to get into a business where they make every decision and really aren't looking for somebody else to provide them assistance in building that business, they wouldn't be happy in a franchise system. The folks that look at it and say, I want to be in business for myself, but not by myself, those are the folks that traditionally are attracted to franchise opportunities. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, it makes a lot of sense because, um, again, it's just, I think it's just a lot harder to, to run a business um, than it was maybe 15, 20 years ago, don't you think? Oh, I couldn't agree more. As a small business owner myself, there are challenges upon challenges, and having good advisors who can help you through those challenges often are the difference between making it and not making it. Mm -hmm. So you, uh, we're talking with Blake Martin, president of FranNet uh, of the, of the heartland here in on America's healthcare challenge. And you've got some health care in industry experience. Can you talk to the listeners a little bit about some of the things that you've been up to in your career as it relates to healthcare and uh, share some of your thoughts with them on these changes? Sure. Turned into a bit of a home healthcare junkie over the years fell into it uh, early on in the early days of the private sector home health care, at least back in the early 90s, uh, built up a, a home health care company that's now a national franchise, which is what brought me into the franchising field as well, called Comfort Care Senior Services. So I got some experience there in being able to build up a national franchise system uh, from the ground up and learning how to attract and work with quality franchise owners who will help you build a brand. Uh, and then I was very fortunate to be recruited to Omaha, Nebraska 12 years ago by the namesake of another guest on this show, Mr. Alan Hager, the founder of Right at Home, different Alan Hager. <laughs> kind of funny how it worked out that way. It is funny. How has that industry changed over the years? Has it just grown? I mean, we've got an aging population, right? A lot of people are recognizing that super expensive to go to the nursing home anymore. I think inter-home health care as, as an alternative. Yeah, and I would say in my experience, one of the major evolutions in the field has been 20 years ago, 25 years ago in this field, it was all about educating people, uh, not just the consumers, but the healthcare professionals, about the availability of these services, the home health care services, and that people did have the ability, if they so chose, to utilize services that allowed them to stay at home and remain independent. What that's evolved into are far more sophisticated services that really act as an advocate for, the, for their customers and providing all levels of services that help to coordinate everything that's needed in a home environment for specifically for aging and disabled adults. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot 
uh, more cost effective to keep them at home than go to the hospital, right? Yeah, absolutely. A lot more cost effective for the healthcare system. In many cases, a lot more cost effective for the family that's paying for the services because people don't realize, unless they listen to your show, Sean. Well, naturally. They don't realize that going into a, uh, a skilled nursing facility means that they're going to be spending down on their assets with their private funds anyways. Mm. And I, I think a lot of people need to have a serious conversation about these types of issues before before they get into that position because I know that a lot of folks have lost a lot of assets because they didn't plan accordingly to these things. You bring up a great point, Sean. And with the holidays upon us and the Thanksgiving dinners that are coming up, we're all going to have those uncomfortable family conversations anyways. This is one to bring up, to have a private discussion, if you can, with family members about what are your plans. Have the discussion now before you have to have that discussion under the pressure of mom or dad or grandma or grandpa is being discharged from the hospital three hours from now, and our lives are about to be turned upside down because we don't know what their choice is. So have a discussion about what the choices and options are mm -hmm. and reach out to people in the community who can provide you free assistance with determining what the best decision is. Right, exactly. So from your time in the home health care industry, do you, I guess I call them life hacks or, you know, hot tips. Do you got any kind of hot tips for the listeners out there on things that they should know or be aware of going through these decisions? Yeah, I'll give you some hot tips on a couple of things here. So the first would be uh, with regards to opening up those discussions and those conversations. I want to make sure that your listeners understand that the choice of in-home health care services is not a loss of independence right. for the folks that are receiving the care. It's an opportunity to remain as independent as possible. There's a lot of different options out there. In this part of the country, we're very fortunate uh, to have some great options here. And so opening up that discussion. And if you're concerned about the child-parent dynamic, if you have adult grandchildren who can open up that conversation, bring the, brand, bring the grandkids in. It will really help to uh, alleviate some of the stress and friction in that discussion. Right. I think it's just getting it out on the table is super important. Um, we're up against a timeout here in a couple minutes, but uh, do you have any final thoughts? And maybe you could hang around and do a roundtable discussion after Mr. Hager. Does that sound good? I'd be happy to do that. All right, that. so Thanks, let's get some final thoughts on um, franchising and um, and and your uh, your recommendations on you know with the home health care and other things. You got any others? Sure, I sure do. And in the franchising arena, I, I would tell you that there's more than 3,500 different types of franchised opportunities out there in the United States. It's an overwhelming number. So if you're that person that's looking to start a business or start additional businesses. The franchising route may be for you. Talk to an advisor who can provide some assistance and guidance on what might be the best, best match for you, mm -hmm. coach you through that process. And that's what franchise consultants like myself do. Yeah. Well, we had a nice coffee because I was talking about uh, whether or not Edie Bellis could be a, a potential franchise concept, and I sure got a lot out of that conversation. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, yeah. You might have to watch out because there might be an Edie Bellis in your town coming soon. <laughs> hey, Blake, thanks so much for coming on. Can you hang out again? Uh, we're going to get Alan in here, and then we'll do a roundtable at the end of the show. Sound good? Look forward to it, All Sean. right, great. Thanks. That's Blake Martin, president of FranNet of the Heartland. And your website, Blake, is, um, what is it again? www.frannet, with two N's, dot com. Frannet.com. Okay. Fantastic. Hey, if you want to uh, get some analysis from somebody that really knows what's going on, you're not going to want to miss next segment because Alan Hager, uh, friend of the program, guest co-host, contributor extraordinaire, is here. He's suited up today. Man, on a Saturday, suited up. This guy really means business and we're going to talk about uh his analysis of the fallout from tuesday uh where we're going to go uh, here from here on healthcare, and much more that i'm sure he's uh ready to share with you so check out healthreformexplained.com again for uh 402-342-1290 if you have a question for us and we'll be back right after this short time out You
you worked hard, scraped and saved for years, and thought you had everything figured out for retirement. Now you're looking at higher premiums, healthcare costs, and uncertainty with your doctor. Let E.D. Bellis help you solve this problem and find the right program for you. Go to edbellisinc.com and request a free consultation. At E.D. Bellis, we know healthcare. Take control of your company's health care costs with self-funded plan administrators. If you're feeling the pain of Obamacare, we have innovative solutions for your organization. Click self-funded.com to learn more and sign up for our exclusive white paper to take control of your company's health care costs. Research shows moving is one of the most stressful events in a person's life. But thanks to two men in a truck, it doesn't have to be. They have everything you need to move. A courteous professional staff who will customize your move, which includes a no-obligation estimate, a schedule to fit your convenience, and all the necessary packing supplies. And two men in a truck will help you watch your budget, too. Don't stress. Let two men in a truck handle your home or business move. Go to twomenandatruck.com. Two men in a truck selected Best of Omaha for nine years straight with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. You've seen the movie Fox. Of the bride. When it comes to weddings, there's enough to worry about. Consider the Omaha Press Club as the venue for your baby's big day. With memberships as low as $15 per month, rentals are free for members. And we have an executive chef who will design the perfect menu for you. Click OmahaPressClub.com and our event coordinator and wedding planner will contact you for a zero obligation consultation. That's OmahaPressClub.com. The Omaha Press Club, where you belong. Marketplace Nebraska is a full-service resource for anyone who needs help with their individual and business health insurance needs. If you got a tax bill from the IRS for not purchasing health insurance, let us help you. With more than 1,000 people helped into Obamacare so far, we can get you signed up fast and over the phone. Depending on your age and income, policies can be as low as $20 a month. Click MarketplaceNebraska.com to learn more and sign up today. Listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402 342 1290 or at 800 577 1290. Once again, direct from the American Heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome back to the program. Hope all is going well with you. 402-342-1290. We are, uh, you know, giving you the chance to sound off if you wish. Uh, just a second, you're going to hear from Alan Hager. But first, we want to get Dan on 402-342-1290. Wants to uh, talk a little bit about co-payments. Uh, welcome to America's Healthcare Challenge. Dan, how's it going? Uh, it's going well and yourself. No, I'm doing okay. Hanging in there. <laughs> What's going on? What's on your mind? I've been in healthcare about uh, 35 years here. And uh, there's some incredible waste that goes on. And uh, as an example, I work in an emergency department, and I've had people actually call the rescue squad, drive across town, and uh, show up to have their child treated for diaper rash. And that's not just, that's happened more than once. And so with the Medicare, Medicaid type stuff, you need to have some kind of a copay. My recommendation would be, Two packs of cigarettes, that's about 10 bucks. And if you would put that in there, then people wouldn't uh, overload uh, situations that uh, really they should be going to a clinic or probably not at all. Right, and I agree with you. And I think um, as we've seen these new policies come out, um, costs are going up. So a lot of businesses or individuals, they will shift kind of the co-payment strategy and the co-insurance strategy. And I think that Probably. Do you think it keeps people from seeking service before they get uh, much worse because of the these uh, these costs that they have to pay? Oh, I think that's true, definitely. And I guess I can give you another example. My son, who's around uh, 27, uh, he uh, has Obamacare and he pays 200 a month, and his deductible is nine thousand bucks. Mm. It's uh, one uh, flu shot a year and three free trips to the doctor if nothing's ordered. But basically, it is this catastrophic insurance that he's paying for. And uh, he's not going to go see a doctor because it's going to be 100% out of his pocket. Right. Right. So they'd have to pay two, $300 if they went and saw the doctor, right? Right. 
And then, I mean, there's something to be said for a young person. Maybe that's all they need is catastrophic insurance. But I think it should be billed as that, not that you're getting this great insurance uh, policy through Obamacare. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks uh, for the call, Dan. If I could add one thing, I think this is exactly where these strategies for um, health savings accounts come into play. We've seen presidential candidates campaigning on that. Our president-elect, big fan of, of HSAs. Maybe they can kind of help solve some of those problems, but I think we need almost like an HSA reform, allow people to build those up as much as you, as much as you really need. Uh, to to pay for those copays, and I think that that might be, I guess, one alternative. Another is bringing down the cost of health care, and uh, the list goes on. But uh, we're gonna get in. Alan Hager here on the show joining us. Alan is uh, been on the show for what three, four years now. About four years. Yeah, man, it's like we're up for re-election. Uh, the the <laughs> end of the year. Do we want to keep this thing going or not? Absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, the people have spoken. Alan, uh, how you doing today? I saw you Tuesday. Sure was a lot of fun watching those returns going in. You were running around like a madman watching oh, yeah. all those networks. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, that, that's really what you kind of get into. Um, any takeaways from the election aside from the obvious? Well, I think that uh, when you look at uh, the 2016 election, there's a lot of takeaways to take from this. Uh, the first is that uh, I think the Democrats, I mean, it's very obvious the Democrats nominated the wrong person because if you look at the polls, comparing Bernie Sanders to Donald Trump and Hillary to Donald Trump, Sanders was going to win in a, in a landslide if you if you take the polls at their word. But the other thing, too, is 114 out of 118 polls four days before the election were wrong. 114. Are were, you, were any of them right? Four. Four, four. four out of 118 polls were right. Four. And so uh, the closest one was the USC Los Angeles Times poll. Yes, that was the closest one. Yeah, and so uh, when you look at these the the polling, w- what's wrong? You know, so that's something to take away from it. Uh, oversampling of Democrats, undersampling of Republicans. Uh, uh, you know, the, uh, the, there's a whole host of metrics that they are going to have to go back and look at now. Whether or not it was they were trying to manipulate the polls. You know, I mean, there's always been that, con- con- you know, that conspiracy out there. Um, what's he going to do on health care? You know, he just dropped another seven point plan out there about uh, what what he's what is he going to do with Obamacare and the Affordable Care Act? And then he met with the president yesterday and he talked about maybe amending Obamacare. And so, you know, I think that when you look at the presidential race, I think there's a whole host of things yet to come. Um, I also think that when you look at uh, the states that he won that flipped, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, uh, uh, North Carolina from 2008, Florida, uh, he won all the states that he needed to win, and then some. Mm -hmm. And those states were states that Republicans hadn't carried at least since 1988. And the fact that he put Minnesota into play, which they haven't won since Nixon, is beyond nuts. Um, so it was an amazing <laughs> sight to see. Alan, there was a couple of counties in Ohio that would, that flipped. Yeah. That hadn't flipped since Herbert Hoover. Yes. <laughs> and here's the other thing to take, take into account about Ohio. Hamilton County. It's the home of Cincinnati. They saw an African-American turnout 15% less roughly than what, uh, they had seen in tw- eight or 12 just on that point alone, if you go then into Philadelphia and you look at the turnout numbers of uh, African Americans, it was down there. It was down in Detroit. It was down in Charlotte. Uh, but when you look at North Carolina, they split the ticket. The governor there, Pat McCrory, is currently down by about 5,400 votes, and he hasn't conceded yet. And But what, you know... What is that all about? You know, I mean, it's been, been been very interesting looking at some of these numbers, even here in Douglas County. The turnout numbers were very interesting to look at. Did you see any examples of people leaving? And, and I, I think I just heard that a lot of folks just left the, the ballots blank yeah. on the top of the ticket. But well, then lower down, they might have voted for somebody. Right. And I, I tell you what I think was interesting is 
when Donald Trump let all of that inf- or let or that tape came out with him and Billy Bush, and there was that backlash on him, there was also a very serious threat of people who were coming out saying Donald Trump needs to step down. There was a severe risk of if you were up for election this cycle, people were going to go in and vote for Donald Trump and then not vote for anything else and walk out. So I think the other thing you saw was people walking those comments back in multiple different ways, which may have saved some of those candidates. And I'm not going to mention any names because, you know, there was way, it was all over the country that you saw stuff like that. And so uh, there's a lot of takeaways from this election. And once all the numbers are in, I can't wait to dive into the numbers and actually see what was going on with a lot of different things. And the fact that Mitt Romney got 6% of the African-American vote in 2012 and Donald Trump took 18%. You know, look at the Latino vote. The Latino vote, he took in about 18%. Trump got about 33%. That right there, if you want to point at numbers, those two numbers right there alone point to him winning. Despite being labeled as... um you know, against those groups yeah. by a lot of people. Yeah, a racist, a xenophobe, on and on down the line. You know, so uh, we will see a lot of things happen between now and January 3rd when Congress gets sworn into office, and then between now and January 20th when the president gets inaugurated. And then he's got 100 days to enact a bunch of stuff that he wants to get done right away that I think you'll see with Speaker Ryan you know, a lot of what Speaker Ryan has been talking about in his Better Way plan, I think you're going to see a lot of things come out of that that's going to get passed right away. Boom, 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 boom. And we're going to see a lot of changes for the good in this country. I have a question if you guys... Mm-hmm. You yeah. think, do you think now the Republicans are in total control of Congress, do you think we'll finally be able to stop with this continuing resolution stuff? Yes, do I do. Do we'll actually be able to get a budget? Yes, yeah. I do. And I also think that from my perspective... I think you'll actually see 12 to 14 different budgets. You'll actually see individual budgets brought out. One on defense, one on energy, one on education, one on help, which is health, education, labor, and pensions. Um, You know, where when Gingrich was speaker, one of the first things they did was they passed 12 different budgets, one for each committee. And, and appropriations. Well, it's and, just so, supposed. That's how you're supposed to do yes. it. There's a call, thing called the Appropriations Committee, and yes. it's got a bunch of subcommittees. And yes. And so I think you'll see all of those budgets finally come out individually, which will be a great thing, and you won't be able to hide stuff in there. Yeah. And that's the pro- they call them omnibuses, or these they, they don't go through regular order. They don't go through appropriate. See, the most powerful position used to be chairman of the Appropriations Committee. Exactly. But now they haven't passed a budget in so long. What's the point? It's just like a figurehead. But that exercise is incredibly important to how Congress functions. Mm-hmm. Uh, these subcommittees each have to come up for their own their own thing and. Uh, Labor and health is in that one. I mean, mm-hmm. I'd have to go back and look, but well, yeah, these are big time pieces of legislation. But when you just throw them all in and then just say, oh, we're just going to kick the can down the road and fund everything as it was, mm-hmm. plus some, well, just and, doesn't work. Well, and you think the last eight years we haven't had a, we have, until this year, we really haven't had a single, we haven't had a budget. We've had, you know, a bunch of continuing resolutions maybe over the last seven, eight, nine years. So when you think about a continuing resolution, think about spending staying flat, and then you throw, then you kick in the whole uh, shutdown and all of those different things that kicked in with that. And so instead of it being at 2012, 2013 levels, it's probably more like 2008, 2007 levels. Mm-hmm. And so you know we haven't passed a real budget that increases spending in certain agencies like defense, like veterans. For almost a decade, <laughs> for almost a decade, and so now that we don't have Harry Reid in there, and and it's going to be Chuck Schumer in the Senate as Minority Leader, uh, it'll be very interesting to see on what happens in the Senate. I've got a trivia question for you, but we're going to do it after the timeout. I want to see if you guys can get it all. And the term is, tell me what the term "filling the tree" means as it relates to. Do you know what that means? 
Yeah, I, 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 it dawns on me a little okay, bit. All so. right. I'll give you the answer if these guys can't get it when we get back, but you brought up something that's important and um, it's something that we might actually see for the first time in a while. If you want to give your guess, what does it mean, the term filling the tree mean as it relates to uh, U.S. Congress? Be happy to uh, give you a free gift certificate to Freddy's Frozen Custard, the best burger place in town. This is America's Healthcare Challenge. We're going to take a timeout. Be right back with more with Alan Hager, and we're going to get Blake Martin in here again, do a little roundtable action in our last uh, segment together. We'll be right back. We will no longer surrender this country or its people to the false song of globalism. The nation state remains the true foundation for happiness and harmony. You worked hard, scraped and saved for years, and thought you had everything figured out for retirement. Now you're looking at higher premiums, health care costs, and uncertainty with your doctor. Let E.D. Bellis help you solve this problem and find the right program for you. Go to edbellisinc.com and request a free consultation. At E.D. Bellis, we know health care. Hiring employees, complying with regulatory changes, and so on, makes it hard to focus on running your business. Let Simplify HR Solutions help. We're an outsourced human resource management organization with more than a century of combined experience helping people just like you. Click SimplifyHRSolutions.com to learn more. Are you feeling overwhelmed, depressed, or angry? Is your child or teenager acting out? Healing Tree Counseling wants to help. Located at 10th and Dodge, Healing Tree offers individual, family, and couples therapy. Bill and Laura are exceptional at working with children and adolescents. Ask around. They have a great reputation. Healing Tree accepts most insurance companies. They offer flexible payment plans and are confidential. Their personalized service and unique office sets them apart from larger agencies. Visit HealingTreeOmaha.com for more information. Marketplace Nebraska is a full-service resource for anyone who needs help with their individual and business health insurance needs. If you got a tax bill from the IRS for not purchasing health insurance, let us help you. With more than 1,000 people helped into Obamacare so far, we can get you signed up fast and over the phone. Depending on your age and income, policies can be as low as $20 a month. Click Marketplace Nebraska. .com to learn more and sign up today. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. Uh, digesting the results of the election this week and making our predictions on how Congress is going to look here in the next next year or so. And uh, our trivia question last segment was, what does the term filling the tree actually mean as it relates to, to Congress? Alan, do you care to uh, wager a guess? Well, I, I you know, I, I kind of cheated a little bit in between breaks. <laughs> he Googled it over the break, guys. <laughs> no, I. Uh, uh, it has to do, I think, with uh, where it gives... Uh, members the uh every possible opportunity to, to put amendments on a specific piece of legislation mm-hmm. and it happens an awful lot during the budgetary right. process yep. and so the trunk of the tree is the actual original legislation and then these other branches are first degree amendments and then the other ones are second degree amendments so an amendment to an amendment which um sounds kind of crazy but it actually happens an important part of our process i really believe especially when it comes to passing a budget so, yeah, that's uh, the term. I guess we didn't have any winners this week. We will uh, carry that over till next time. Hey, Blake, uh, how's it going over there today? You uh, learning something? Oh, I'm always learning something on this show. Yeah? Well, that's good. You know you know what's up. This is the place to get the latest right. and greatest information on all of these things. Um, so what what do we think, guys? Like, Do we think next year is going to be better than, than this year as it relates to economy and jobs? I mean, Blake, do you think you're going to see more people jumping out there? getting out on their own as a result of this? That's a great question. I think what we will see with a change in administration is a lot more folks who are comfortable going out there on their own, folks who are comfortable uh, in two respects, really, those who are interested in starting their own business, doing their own thing, uh, and then the folks who are wanting to make an investment in growing their existing business. You're going to undoubtedly see some level of the bureaucracy and red tape and being able to start and grow a business diminish. 
And I think that's a positive thing for mm -hmm. our local economy. Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. The barrier to entry just to get into business sometimes is just ridiculous, especially depending on the industry, too. And, um, yeah, Alan, what do you think? Well, I, I would have to agree with that because I think one, one of the things you see happening, you know, with Congress, and we've talked about it here, Congress has abdicated its lawmaking authority. It's given it to the executive branch in the form of rulemaking and regulation. And those... Uh, Regulators have so saturated the market with just regulation after regulation after regulation, whether it's EPA, whether it's energy, commerce, ACA. labor, the Affordable Care Act is a major thing. Uh, just IRS and how you have to report things is another barrier. There are so many barriers that this administration has put on business that nobody wants to get in. I think you make a really great point there, Alan. And you know, following on that, the it's not so much the change that uh, that impacts and sends a chill down the spine of the business environment in this country. It's the uncertainty and the uh -huh. instability. And and there was, as I talked to business owners over the last few years, there was just a lot of concern and uncertainty about what's the next legislative change? What's uh -huh. the next thing we're going to see from the Department of Labor? What's the next thing that we're going to see on the health care law? And, and that does tend to restrict people from making decisions, growth decisions. Right. And so when you look at it from the growth perspective, heck, if you don't know what's coming down the pipe, how can you make plans to grow your business or add jobs or plan for expansion of capital stuff? You know, whether it's, you know, expanding a machine shop or expanding a uh, manufacturing plant, you can't make decisions on capital when the next thing you know, somebody drops a 1,500-page set of regulations down on you and you can't do anything. Because all your uh, income has been eaten up by having to comply with all these crazy regulations. There's one thing you could do. Call E.D. Ballas I'll and um, they can uh, help you with at least the compliance and regulatory things. Let let them take that off your plate and put it on theirs. Oh, but anyways, great point as you thought because I must say in my professional career as I'm interacting with businesses – I've seen a lot of people saying that they're going to hold their decision until after the election. And I don't know that we ever saw that in the past. No. Can uh, do you do you think we have or you think a lot of decisions have been dependent on the outcome of an election? Not to this extent, not in recent history. Yeah. It's definitely a there's going to be an election that we will see in in uh in history books, I believe. Yes. This is one that is certainly worth remembering. Yes, most definitely. Well, guys, uh, as always, the hour flies by with you here. Thank you so much for, for joining us. And and thank you to the audience for taking the time to listen to us and for supporting me and uh, this show for, for nearly five years. It just means a lot when I'm out and about uh, and, and uh, run into you and uh, hear that you listen to the show. I really appreciate it. If you want to uh, get aligned with us and uh, uh, help promote your business through this platform, we're happy to help you with that as well. Just go ahead and email info at edballasinc.com, and uh, I'll go ahead and give you a call, and we can uh, see what we can work out. Until next week, keep fighting the good fight, and uh, try not to get too cold as the weather starts to turn. Omaha's stimulating conversation. This is News Talk 1290. Omaha.